Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to another Portside Fracker 2022 NBA Playoffs Morning Report. Um, we're at the conference final stage, so, you know, it's an episode every other day and we're only covering one game. I'm joined today, um, only rightly, by Celtic Tanias. What are you saying, yes? I am looking forward to the Western Conference game tonight to yeah. take my mind off the one from yesterday. But and, yeah, yeah, and the always humble Shaq. Uh, of ever humble. <laughs> How you doing, Jack? I'm great. I'm great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So, um, for those of you, who <laughs> are, are, Mr. Feet, Mr. Feet I, on the ground. He's uh... not looking happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this this series may be the end of your friendship. Uh, <laughs> um, for those of you who are listening and haven't had a chance to check it out. Uh, Miami Heat beat the Boston Celtics 118 to 107 in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. And we're here just to to chop it up um, to the victor, the spoils. So I'll let you go first, uh, Shaq, in regards to a quick overview of the game, because I think after like five minutes, you're like, see you guys in game two. Um, and not in a, not in a positive way. So what, what actually happened? What, what pulled that out of you five minutes into the game? Hey, listen. Right, I've watched every Miami Heat game this season, and I know when we're gonna play trash. And I saw us getting, I thought we was about to get a blue raid. It was about seven, 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 seven nothing in the first like three minutes. We were taking stupid shots. We weren't hitting nothing, and that first half was dreadful. Like Celtic had, it, it looked like Celtic were playing at home. Um, we still had players trying and whatnot, but yeah, it was just a very shit side. So I was just like, I ain't watching this. But of course, I'm going to finish watching the game. Um, but if you want to pick overview, basically, how to win the game in one quarter, the third quarter. Uh, I don't know what happened to the Celtic, but... How to lose a game in a quarter. Yeah, how to, well, for us, it's how to win a game in a quarter. But um, 
even to, to say, yeah, it's kind of like it's the history of the Celtics, like of recent. This is what they do, you know, like they'll be leading the game, and then when it comes to the last two quarters, usually it's the fourth, but third quarter, they just bottle it and they just like look a shade of themselves for a while. We stepped up and we actually finally started shooting well, and the game was done by the end of the third, if I'm honest. So, yeah. wow. Um, yes, from your perspective, is that an accurate assessment of things? Yeah, it started well. Um, I think Shaq's touched on like it's the story of the Celtics like last few years. I think whenever your team and I've, I said this the other morning as well, we talked about it with Golden State getting through their series and um, and like how Memphis and stuff they're, they're still young and when it comes to the playoffs and closing things out and playing with poise and managing stuff, that experience and that age shows. And I don't think it's a surprise that the most lost we've looked uh, in terms of managing a game in the second half is without injured smart health and safety protocol Horford, who they are both, they're the two best team defenders. They both anchor the defence. When the game was getting away from Boston in the third quarter, which we'll go into exactly why that happened, um, they would have been two presences to really calm things. Instead, it's 24-year-old Tatum having a shocker of a quarter after a great first half um, where, to be honest, like the looks he was getting weren't all great, but he was just he was just on fire. He was 20 was, in the first he, half or 21. He was, he was, he was scoring zone, everything. Yeah. He, was yeah, under scoring he, he was making ridiculous shots, man. Wow. And then the, the difference between that and then the decisions he had to make in the second where Miami weren't letting him get into the paint as easy and were forcing him to, to play mate. To be honest, it's frustrating um, considering the lead we had and the start we had where we looked so good in the first half because I'd kind of written this game off as a fatigue game. We're away, we're on the road. We played two nights ago. Miami have had a few nights off. Miami had a much easier first and second round. Um, yeah. but, it's, but if I was to turn and say, uh, yeah, a team who played two nights ago fell apart after half time it wouldn't be too shocking for me with fatigue and stuff. But I think, and I think it wasn't necessarily fatigue in terms of they look gassed. It's the fatigue of Miami forced them to make good decisions. And when you're knackered, you don't make good decisions. We were getting into the paint of will. I think it was of our first 50, of our first 62 points, 42 were in the paint. Tatum was getting through. Brown was getting through. Um, Rob Williams was looking really good, lovely lob for it. Then second half, Miami just were like, all right, cool. We're not going to give the paint up. Bam came into his own. We're going to force you lot to have to pick us apart. And the, the 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 decisions were awful. The passes were sloppy. The turnovers were shocking. In the third quarter, Tatum had one turnover, I think, in the whole first half, and he had six in the third quarter. Um, Jimmy had eight points off turnovers in the third quarter alone. So I think that is the story of the game is that the Celtics maybe fatigue, maybe Miami's good defense, probably a combination of both. Not having Horford and Smart as your two veteran leaders, um, being the two oldest starters and stuff. Um, and then Miami just closed things out. They've got the best coach in the NBA. They've got people like Jimmy and Bam who are just gonna not let and PJ who PJ Tucker had a, had a good game defensively, I think, as well. They're just not gonna let stupid shit like that happen. And I think if this series boils down, as much as I thought this game was a bit of a throwaway, um, 
with the quick turnover and stuff. If this series does boil down to the team less likely to do stupid shit, it's Miami series. Mm, mm, Interesting. When I was watching the first half, um, you guys looked like you were going to go on a run and blow it wide open where you're looking to maybe go 15, 16 up. And and Jimmy and Tyler Harrell just kept you guys in it, Shaq. Making plays, Jimmy getting to the line, Tyler Harrell taking guys off the dribble. He had a nice steal near the end of the first quarter. Um, but by the time that half finished and I um, was calling it a night, I was like, yeah, I expect to come, come wake up tomorrow morning and the Celtics have, have stolen one without Smart and Horford. Um, so, yeah, cr- credit to you guys. But you're, you're the Miami Heat. You're professionals, aren't you? Um, if there's any team that's not going to get frazzled by um, such a poor first half and still hanging about, it's you guys. Um, I'd be interested to hear, or maybe not so much interested because I've um, had a guess already. Um, who was your man of the match, Shaq? Um, so I just want to put something out there quickly because Yasu kept mentioning like Noah Horford and Smart as vet options. We was also missing a vet, like you know, just, just, just. Yeah, because he's so good. He's been so good in these playoffs, hasn't he? Hey, we, we was also missing a vet. Like, honestly, know, like I saw a few people. I think I saw a few people like say, "Yeah, well, the Heat were missing Lowry, bro." I've been saying since the last round that's a good thing. I even tweeted the other day, Shaq, what an injury blow for us that Lowry is out." I replied, I replied, but an injury is an injury. He was missing a player, so but he's there. On the bench, he's there. Like, do you know what? Lowry's probably best uh, used to you lot is being a, a Udonis Haslam in this series because Gabe yeah. Vincent hit some massive shots. Depot was good defensively. Harrow was massive off the bench. Butler, obviously, you want the ball in Butler's hands all the time with the game he was having, how often he was getting to the line, how good he was from the field. Tyler, Kyle Lowry has no place in this series, I swear. Please bring him back. I beg you. <laughs> no, we'll think about it. But um, I'm going to go, I, I know who you're going to think I'm going to say when it comes to the play of the game. Um, I'm going to actually change the direction. Now, I know Jimmy dropped 41. I know he was the best, but me personally, my play of the game actually goes to Tyler Hero. Simply because the first half, like when we was playing our game, when we was playing our basketball, and we was playing shocking, it wasn't until he came on where we actually started making buckets. And then when it came to, we just need someone to, they scored a three, let's get a two. They they scored a three, let's push. Yeah. Although Jimmy was doing that a lot in the third quarter and fourth, in the first and the second, in the first half, Tyler was really the person that came on and changed the way we started playing. And the way substitution to come on was probably my, my favourite part of the game is where I said, okay, maybe we have some hope. So I want to give it just for the momentum purpose of things. I'm going to give my play of the game to Tyler Harrow. Yeah, I I like that because it it felt like in the first half, if he didn't make those timely buckets, and we've spoken about these sort of buckets um, before, yes, throughout throughout playoff games, um, and stop the bleeding and stop the Celtics going up um, 15, 16, 17, um, the game goes differently, I think. Um, in, in in the third quarter. Um, so Shaq has gone with Tyler Harrow, yes. Do you have somebody else for man of the match? I think you got you got to give it Jimmy just on the the I, I like I like Shaq shout there because I think Tyler Harrow coming in his first four minutes got like three assists and five or six points and it, yeah. it did keep them in touching distance. I think Jimmy ob- is the obvious choice, but I I kind of agree. Like watching it, Jimmy was the closer and Jimmy was the um, 
the guy, you know, he got to the line so often and everything like that. I actually think another guy who kept them in it in that third quarter was we got zero joy um, offensively. And I think partly that's down to our bad decision-making. I think partly it's just because after a bit of a first half off, Bam came into his own massively. Um, there was some massive plays from him. He was unbelievable in the third quarter. Um, so I, I'd say he would be the other dark horse I think you could give it to. Uh, but yeah, I like the t- Tyler Hero shout. And then Jimmy, Jimmy, just numbers wise, just he he's the one who forced a lot of those shit transitions yeah. um, and and stuff. But I think I think Bam and, and Hero had massive parts in in keeping the game close enough for Jimmy to take over. Nice, nice. Um, who won the coaching battle? So that was you, yeah. So uh, uh, do you know what? Yeah, if if people go back to listen to the last pod, I said game one. We're going to be knackered, bit of a write-off. You're away from home, split the road games and you're all right. And I said, and I think we might even see the bench empty early just to get that extra um, little bit of rest in and stuff, get them to just not show off, not show too much late game, everything. Tatum played 44 minutes. Brown played like 43. That for me, and then Udoka, like for, for all the things he's done right in these playoffs, I felt like the game... Although the, although it looked close, Jimmy was driving and kicking late on. They were targeting Peyton Pritchard pick and roll late on, um, who kind of had to be in there, though, just to, to get the threes. Um, although it looked close, I think the writing was on the wall in the fourth that you could have probably just sat guys a little bit earlier. And I think that's one of the things that I've, I'm worried now. Second game, it might carry over a little bit. I think I think that was a problem. I think, I think Spolstra won it in terms of, what he did second half just totally cut off the paint, didn't let anything happen in there. And and he clearly, I think Jimmy even mentioned this, he kind of said at half time, like, let them beat themselves. Like he 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 just said, sit off, sit off, sit off. When they try, because we we moved the ball, but we're not prime golden state. We're not even prime Miami in terms of it's not, it's a lot of kind of move, move it without direction it's a lot of read and react it's not really yeah and i think read and react for sure yeah and i think if you've got someone like jimmy who's so good at jumping the passing lanes gabe vincent who's not bad at at tracking where the balls have got to go as well and then bam like i think we are a team who you can just pick off when we're moving it side to side and i think spolstra was very smart in terms of the game hadn't got away from them by half time come out third quarter and then just capitalize off mistakes and we didn't really have an answer for those mistakes. We didn't really have any action to make anything happen in that third quarter. We had a lot of vertical threat through uh, Rob Williams in the first half. PJ and, and Bam sticking with him, keeping their body close, kind of kind of nullified that in the third quarter. Um, yeah. So I think I think after half time, like Spo cut out what we were getting a lot of joy out of, and Udoka didn't really seem to have an answer for it. So I think you've got to give it Spolstra just because of that. Um, and I think that's going to be the way the whole series, to be honest. So I think I think Celtics, to get this win, are going to need just better execution. And it's not going to come through scheme. It's going to come through Tatum and Brown going for 30-35 and, and locking down Jimmy. But, um, yeah, scheme-wise, it's, it's going to be long for us. Cool. Uh, Shaq... Um... I doubt you disagree that um, Spo won the coaching battle. Is there anything that Yas mentioned there um, that you disagree with, or is there anything that he didn't mention that you'd, you'd like to mention? Um, I actually give no one the win. 
for coaching battle simply because like when I was watching the game, I was actually just thinking about this question as to coaching. Um, that first half, Bo looked outclassed. Like they kind of read into our plays. They looked like they prepared well for us. They clogged up the paint. Bam looked like a shade of himself. And it wasn't until we just had a person who wanted to score in Hera on. I have to give the first half like a 10-8 a if it was a boxing match. It would be a 10-8. Like, and then the second half is another 10-8. Vincent, what would you give that third quarter? Surely they knocked a Doka down a good few times in that first <laughs> three knockdowns, four knockdowns. <laughs> the only thing is, right? I don't even think it goes down to coaching that. Like, like as Spo said, like let them beat themselves. When certain teams, and I think a perfect example is the Timberwolves and even like the Memphis Grizzlies. Mm. When like young players sometimes get into a position of comfort and your shot's been falling all game, they don't understand that you have like one or two heat checks then go back to playing basketball. Mm. I think first thing, like I can't lie to you, first half Pritchard, nuts. I thought it was Clay Thompson for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that does not mean that every shot you need to take is from deep and off a mm. one-step dribble. So yeah. like, things like I think the players somewhat defeat themselves rather than and like Spo adjusted to letting the players defeat themselves rather than you know had nothing to do. Um, would you would you say that does that wouldn't you say that speaks to Spo's experience of having been there? There was a, there was in the first half there was a shot and it went to Spo and he was looking at what the fuck? And I was yeah. like, hold on, this is Spo, like we knew what the fuck, he better do something. Um yeah. and, and he obviously he did in the second half, but even that being able to come in and just tell his guys, and look, you got a good veteran presence in your locker room anyway, but being able to tell the guys like listen, this, this isn't sustainable. Don't worry, they'll beat themselves. Um, yeah, that surely that 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 means something, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Which is hundred cool. percent. It means it means a lot. But for me, it's like a if it weren't down to okay, maybe he made a sub like or which I spoke about already, like Hero. But if it wasn't down to individual brilliance in the first half that kept us around, because I even made a tweet about. It, I said the key thing is we was playing some of the worst basketball I've seen us play all year. But we're still within eight points. It's not we're not down twenty like the Mavs were up against um Phoenix and that and like how you played against um the Barks. We're still close enough to take the game over a little bit and maybe change some things with momentum. I'd think that's down to more individual brilliance than coaching. So I'm still not gonna give it to Spo. Like I, I hold I hold the team because we're like so good and we're the best team in the East. I hold the team to high standards and I didn't enjoy what I saw yesterday, especially coaching-wise, until I think it was four minutes into the third quarter. I could I could have said that the coaching was poor. So, nah, spell you're not getting nine, man. But yeah. I think I, I, I get you in the that side, but I think Udoka just third quarter. That third quarter from Boston was as embarrassing as Phoenix's second quarter the other day. I think, I think yeah. uh, there was two field goals made in the whole whole quarter if we didn't get to the line a few times that would have been one of the worst quarters of playoff basketball ever i think we scored 15 in the quarter and only two of those were actually from the field um yeah and so to to not have any adjustment not have any reaction not take timeouts and stop the bleed early we lost the quarter by 25 points like that's that's and that loses you the game in a game that was what at the end by Nine, ten, I don't um, remember. What. Yeah, yeah, um, you're right. It was you, you lost by eleven at the end. So and I yeah, think you, I think that's that's maybe the experience side is just 
Udoka's got, and it's tough, but it's tough in it. Like Udoka's been credited this postseason for letting things play out, final play in the next series being one and trusting his guys. But yeah, we, I think without the veterans on the floor, he's going to have to be a more proactive uh, presence from the sideline and be maybe more loose with his timeouts and mm. and and just yeah, he waste them at the end of the game. But it was it was a bad quarter, bad yeah. quarter. It's, it's it's interesting how how we assess this stuff. It could be, and obviously we'll we'll make our our thoughts at the end of um, the series. But it could be he, he he might have got a feeling that okay, this one's gonna go away from us. But there's a lesson in it, me letting it play out, uh, which will serve them well in games two, three, four, five, six, seven, wherever you you may go. But obviously, we'll we'll decide if that's what happened at the end of the series after after somebody wins or loses. Once we know who wins. <laughs> Then we can we'll go know who is it, who is to blame. Yeah. Then we'll go back retrospectively and judge the decisions. Um, play the game, Shaq. Oh. Um, I struggle. I find a lot of you know what I'm. I'm not even going to give it to a Heat player. Um, one of my favorite plays that I saw of the game, and if I was a Celtics fan, I'd have been RP. I think it was. Second second quarter, I think there was like nine minutes left. Um uh was it Struce? I think it might have been Struce. No, Martin goes up for a shot. White comes from behind, runs from behind, blocks him, takes it, other end, great layup. Like me, when it comes to a defensive play, I prefer defensive play like with, with high momentum more than like a simple offensive or bounce pass and whatnot. But yeah, I think that was my favorite part. That was that was a game where I think defense won overall. I'm gonna go with that. It was a nice little. Oh wait, no, I, I'll correct myself. I'll change it. Caleb Martin went up for a dunk, and Naismith blocked it on a on a two on one. I think it was second quarter. Yeah, that was as well. a great block. That was, yeah. And that, that was that was his first non garbage time minutes of the whole playoffs. Naismith. So I was like, yeah. Nah, what are you doing here? And then he come in. That block was unbelievable. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to that. That was I was like, ah, shit. I like that one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, um, what's your play of the game? Do you know what Shaq's kind of hit the nail on the head with? It. This is a this is a defensive series, man. Um, and so for the first time, I think in all of my plays of the game, I'm gonna give a defensive play as well. Um, seven minutes left in the third. Gabe Vincent had had uh, well Pritchard had Vincent on an island, but he couldn't really do it. Couldn't shake him off. Couldn't get any separation for the shot. And um, we were playing pretty spread out, Grant far corner, Tatum near corner. And then Jalen Brown was really high, almost near the halfway line, just trying to get the ball. But Bam was in front of him, not letting him rest for a second. Like he was trying to lose him, trying to lose him. Bam wouldn't let him go, wouldn't let him go. Eventually, um, Rob Williams comes out top of the key and receives it just so Jalen can kind of cut backdoor cut and, and receive it off of Rob Williams. Um, and then Jalen, Jalen eventually gets it at the top of the key, tries to shake Bam, tries to shake Bam, does get past him, gets to the basket. He looks like a layup and then Bam from nowhere has just blocked it and, and wedged it in between the, in between the, the, the iron on the, on the backboard. Yeah, that was unreal. Like it was just, if you watch it back, just the way Bam doesn't let him get any sort of, off ball, on ball separation at all. Um, it's pretty unreal, man. Nice. Um, 
there was a bucket that Jason Tatum made in the second quarter. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, I think it was a left-handed kind of floater, kind of off the backboardy. I think I know the one you mean, and I thought no chance. I thought what prayer. the hell was that? Yeah, that's what I said. This this guy is yeah, this is him. Um, blunder the game. I'll start with you. Yes. Of all the turnovers in the third, there was one. Of all of them. <laughs> yeah, of all of them, there was one where Oladipo got the steal, and that was where. I started thinking, yeah, I can credit the Heat for this, but also this is just knackered. Like Tatum brings it up, just shows him all of the ball, and then just Depot just pokes it up. And it it wasn't like it wasn't like feisty, active hands. It was just wow, that is fucking Lucky. shit. You have just yeah. shown him the ball at the halfway line. Everyone's in in position for a set, and you've just lost it. And that was when I just started thinking, yeah, this game might be done. I don't think they've got the the mental freshness just to be able to recalibrate everything and, and work their way around this heat defence. That was when I was just like, yeah, we're in big trouble. Mm. How about you, Shaq? What was your blunder of the game? Funny enough, that was my blunder of the game. Another thing I'll give out then is third quarter, I think there was about six minutes left, but Heat went on a nice little run. Obviously, you know, we've been playing well for the whole for the majority of the quarter now. The one thing you don't do, Tatum, is bring up the ball and shoot with like 21 seconds left. <laughs> like, um, like momentum is a giant thing. Mm. Like when you're also the away, the away team, where you know that in Miami it's gonna be hostile for Celtics, the same way for for Miami it's gonna be for Celtics it's gonna be hostile hostile for the Miami team when we go to their guard to, to the garden. But you you want to try and break momentum, and that's the that's a key thing. If you're gonna to try to do a difficult bucket, don't do it three times in a row. <laughs> like sometimes just get your shot off and get the right shot off as well, make the team play. So yeah, I think yeah. that whole third quarter was the blunder of the game, if I'm honest. Yeah, what what was really good with I think Tyler Harrell was more going for it, but with Jimmy <clears throat> to, to to stem the bleeding because they were kind of like going back and forth in terms of getting points, he just started getting to the line. He started getting into the paint and then he let the person slow down, let the person uh, behind, like Chris Paul does, let the person behind him bump him, get to the line automatic. And it's just that case of just hang around, just hang around. Um, and again, you know, like in the first quarter, um, we said the Celtics were hot and eventually you cool down. Just hang around. You don't know what's going to play out. But when you let yourself get completely blown out um, because you're trying really difficult buckets, um, when you really just need to get some points on the board, that speaks to your inexperience. And I think that to, speaks... to put that in perspective, Mario, about mm. managing stuff, right? Celtics losses by 11. I've just double checked. Losses by 11 and won three quarters out of four. Like that just shows how badly they managed it in the third possession for possession. Um, and like someone like Jimmy, I, it's funny, like obviously Yanis and, and Embiid get a crazy whistle in terms of just like what they get. And Harden's always had the rep for getting to the line and stuff. Jimmy, I think, is actually the best in the NBA at, like, deservedly getting to the line. Like, he initiates the contact smartly like Harden did in his prime. But none of them are ridiculous. Like, people were moaning about a whistle because I think he was 17 of 18 free throws. But it's like you say, he just it's just, he just times it perfectly. He, he times it, I think, so well. When the game is rushed, then he knows the defender is going to be rushed is when he goes at his slowest. 
Um, and that literally, if we had like a Tatum got to the line a few times in the in the third, but if we were just managing that third, like Jimmy managed the whole second half, we win the game. Um, to to lose by eleven and you've won three quarters out of four, I think tells you just how bad that that other that outlier quarter was. Mm. And finally, who would have liked too bright for Shaq? Oh, I got for me. There's a couple players for that though. Um, I think White is one of them on the Celtic side. I think he only shot like four shots in the entire game before a starter. It so Derek bit- White, let me just tell you, Derek White was a big swing thing of this series, right? When Hero comes in, he hides on defense in it. Like Hero just goes and stands like against Sixers, they just stood him on five ball because he's like five ball ain't gonna do nothing. Derek White has size on Hero. He can drive, get to the basket well. But Derek White looks fucking terrified six games out of ten. And he just does. He's so passive. And I think Derek White being as passive as he was, you're right. I think it was, yeah, four shots in the whole game. Like, smarts out. You're the point guard. You need to be proactive. Um, And then to not capitalise at all, not take advantage of anything... Yeah, I think you're bang on there, but I needed to get that off my chest because I was thinking, all right, if, if White can make Hero pay, great. But he was just a non-factor offensively. Yeah. The other two players that I'd say is Struess. Everyone was, to be fair, at the beginning of the game, I even had a lot of people messaging me saying, like, Struess is about to turn up tonight because there's no Lowry and because this team waived you. So if you remember the beginning of this season, or it might have been last season. Nah, it, was a, it was a couple ago, but yeah. No, but I'm saying the beginning of the season, you guys played against the Knicks, and oh, his name's gonna. I thought head. you, I thought you meant when we waved through. Oh no, when you waved him, yeah, no, it was time ago. But you played. Who's the French brother that you got rid of? Oh, um... you had done tiny to him. Um, oh my gosh, and he went to the Knicks. Um, and he's a shooter. Is it Evan Fournier? Uh-huh. Oh, Fournier, yeah, 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 yeah. You, The first game you guys played against Fournier when you got rid of him. It was opening he, night, I think, and it was his yeah, career high, he isn't it? pulled <laughs> out. He said, I'm here for revenge to show you what I'm here to do. And I was looking at Struis like, you know what? I think you're going to do that tonight. Nah. <laughs> I'm like, he said, nah. I was so sad. I can't lie to you. I'm even... saying that, though. He, he had some big shots late. Yeah, big, yeah, big threes you, dropped, you dropped eleven points, man. You shot he gave four, you a mean. Man. He gave you a mean eleven, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a, it was an eleven that we needed when it came. But I, mm. like, to, I even put a little cheeky bit on for him to drop twenty five. I thought he was gonna. I like Max Struess, but he, he owes me out at twenty in the last series. He owes me two pound. I'm not gonna lie to you. you know? <laughs> and then, and then my last person would have been Depot. Because you can't shoot 22% against the Celtic again and hope for us to step up like it did. I need more than 22% from the field, personally. Um, so, yeah, those are my three people where I say we're the lights too bright in that game, most likely. Um, but we still won. So, mm. uh, How about you, Yes? Was there anybody you had as the lights I too bright? I think Derek White is, is bang on for Shaq there. Um, and Derek White... <sighs> So again, like I've flip-flopped on this trade a little bit over the last week because I think he did play some really nice stuff against Milwaukee. Mm. But when Smart's out, he needs to be a Anymore, player that he's, yeah. that he's just not. Um, and so that's a problem. Um, I think, to be honest, like I, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but 
this is the Eastern Conference Finals. Like you go as far as at, at, in a way as your star takes you. Like in a tight game, Jimmy gets forty-one. Yeah, I'm not, he- I'm, not, I'm not hearing Jason Tatum. But listen, no, no, no. Like, this is the thing. The first two quarters, you Un- unbelievable play. first half, but what decided the game? It yeah, wasn't it was, the first half. Sure the talk part, about Jalen Brown then. Jalen no, Brown was... You know what? Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown didn't have a great game either. Jalen Brown had yeah. a, 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 a few turnovers, but Jalen Brown was at least hitting big shots late to, to keep it close. And the thing is, as well, I'm harsher on Tatum because Tatum is clear of Brown. Like agreed. Jalen Brown is a is a top thirty guy, arguably. Jason Tatum, everyone is saying top five, top ten at this point. And I just think, I think it's just it's just series like this where he has to decide them is maybe just a bit soon for him. And I think Spolstra knows that. I think Spolstra knows that. The playmaking isn't quite there yet. He can get flustered. I wouldn't... Do you know what? It's tough to say light's too bright. I do think there is a, a degree of game too soon for all of these guys. I think you give them an extra night off and I do think the second half isn't as much of a damp squib. But you go as far as your star takes you and, and Brown and Tatum got a field... No, do you know what? Tatum didn't get a field goal in the third. We had two wow. field goals in the third, and they were both from our centers. They were from Tice and Rob. Yeah. So you could say Brown as well, but we don't go as far as Jalen Brown brings us. We go as far as Jason Tatum brings us. And to, he went the entire third without a field goal, either of them, really. And that is another massive one where Marcus Smart in there as a ball handler just helps. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think it's a who's who in that third quarter, man. Derek White was really really passive, and and Brown and Tatum have to do more, not a field goal between them in the third. Yeah, yeah, f- fair enough. You break it down that way, um, guys. This is going to be an interesting series. Um, I know, yes, you've you've maintained um, ever since it was clear you were going through against Milwaukee, which is some point in the third quarter in, in game seven that if you go two nil down you, you think the series is done um Shaq um what are your predictions for this series sir um I want to say a few things actually quick oh, okay with, with it with it with it so my prediction yeah. is I think you'll probably go to a game six and I think we take it four two um okay. I it could put potentially go to a game seven if I'm honest like the Celtic are a good team um and I'm even though I hate the Celtic, like I absolutely hate the name Celtics. I hate Green. I hate everything about them besides Jason Jason Tatum. I actually despise that team. But one thing I'll give them is that they're a team. And your Eastern Conference Finals is nothing about superstars. It's not even like Tatum is the only person that took him there. They played well as a team. Same for us. We've had a team bring us together. All that super team malarkey, Celtic. I mean Nets. Um, Milwaukee, um, Harden joining Embiid and all that. Sometimes you might need to know, stop looking at stars and look at coaches and look at players that come out and play. Like, good role players, a good a good balance between it. So, give, I think this is going to be probably the best conference finals. Um, Warriors are probably going to walk the, the Mavs. So, I think watching this, you're going to see some good basketball and some stupid ones at the same time. But a shout out to teams. But one thing that I'd like to say, the reason why I'm going to say it's 4-2, is because we have a great playoff mindset with our team as well. And people need to stop overlooking my team. Yeah, all year I've been trying to tell you, man, bite, bro, best in the East. And everyone's overlooking it. If 
all right, of players that are currently in the playoffs right now, Jimmy Buckets is averaging the most points. He's averaging something like 39.8 or something like that, right? If this was Yanis, they'll be shouting MVP. If this was Jokic, they'll be crying tears. And if it was Doncic, there'll probably be a banner up for it. Respect to my players, yeah? you got the sixth man of the year over there. I did tell you this in the last pod as well. And everyone started laughing at me. Oh, you avoided it soon. I told you, yeah? Number one what single. Did you, what, did what did you say? What is, what is this, Shaq, by the way? This I, is... Yeah. Yeah. With Meek Mill's dreams and nightmares at the end, I need an instrumental behind me, yeah? Listen, we got a six-man a year, Bam's playing a great role, we got Jimmy Buckets, who's playing the best player to play off this season so far. Respect my team, you're all going to learn. All going to learn. You know, you're all going to learn. We're here, okay? Miami Heat. I'll see you in the finals. That's what we are. Okay, okay. I've given, um, Shaq, his pi- I've given Shaq his piano there. Um, I, don't think you have, I don't think you have anything to add to that, do you, Yes. I've, no, I think Shaq's made a good point in that, like, uh, on us being, like, I, I do like that these two teams are the teams that have made it to the conference finals. Every player we played last night, every single player except for Derek White was drafted by the Celtics. Um, Miami have taken flyers on players like Struess, Vincent, um, drafted Hero, drafted Bam. Like, I think it is good for the league that the conference finals is by two teams who prioritise internal development over, fuck it, we'll throw these stars together in free agency. Like, I like to see those teams do better. I like to see teams that are defensively sound and homegrown do better than super teams. Um, mm. And so I think, I think it is good. And I think it's, I think it's a really good, like even with our garbage third quarter, like it's a great basketball series. Like the defense, both sides has been amazing already. Like at spurts in, in it's just been a really, really good watch. Like last series was a great war and everything like that. But after seven games of Yanis just chucking his elbow into someone's head, it's like, yeah, all right, cool. I'm kind of <laughs> done with this. Whereas, yeah, okay, cool. People are getting to the line a lot, but it's a, it's a really good series, a really well matched series. I think the Horford thing is massive, though. Like, he is for me our best defender. It's not a popular opinion. It's not consensus. For me, he's our best defender. Um, and the health and it's not even an injury. It's health and safety protocols. So that could be fucked that could be us like really killed their front court um and then smart doesn't look right either that's our probably second best defender so that is a killer and I think knowing that now I think I'm leaning I'm definitely leaning Miami but like I said I think if we split these road games cool let's go back to Boston 1-1 but that second game's massive um I didn't ever give us a massive hope with this first game with the quick turnaround with smart not being right but to lose Horford as well, um, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. So second game is massive, I think. If it's if, if we lose a second, I think it's like a gentleman's, to be honest. I, I can see heads going down and then and then we'll see. But I think or maybe we get the two in Boston, who knows? But yeah, but I think <clears throat> I think I go Miami in six if I was to just without Horford and Smart, I think that's too much. You know, they usually say it's not a series until somebody wins a road game. So um, I wouldn't say 2-0 two, two is or 2-0 is the, the end of the road. And I guess but but what I would say, guys... though, is if against 
Milwaukee against Philadelphia against Brooklyn. Cool. I just don't see this. My like they're just they don't let things slip. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not mm. that they're amazingly talented. It's that they don't do they don't beat themselves. Like it's that old Pat Riley thing or whatever. They just don't beat themselves, and I think that is where a two 0 would be tough for me to see past. Um, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and I guess we'll just finish up. I was going to say in regards to you guys making your comments about how your teams were built um, through the conference finals. This is the most uh, views the NBA playoffs has got in the last eight years. So it seems, yeah, the, the people are responding really well to to the new faces. It feels like the league is being taken over by the next generation now. Um, so yeah, lo- long way it continue. Hell of a playoff so far, um, guys. I guess I'll be seeing you guys at least. For uh, three more times to, to, to do this again. So we'll definitely see each other again this week. Um, but until then, yeah, happy hunting. Peace. Last one. Sports Social Podcast Network.